Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass music and anybody who might want to. The prison guard shut the iron door behind me. Howdy folks and welcome back to Grass Talk Radio. This episode is kind of an exciting new turning point for the podcast. And let me explain just briefly. I'm going to come back pretty quickly here, probably within a few days, and produce a bonus episode explaining the whole thing. But in a nutshell, I have taken a leap of faith. And what I have done is upgraded my podcast hosting service to allow me to upload an unlimited amount of data. Prior to this, I was limited to 100 megabytes per month. And twice in the last five or six episodes, I have done a podcast. I'm free will and I'm just talking and I'm, I'm trying to just put in everything that I can think of and not stopping too soon just because I don't want to be watching a clock and and then I would get done and I would do my usual file preparation stuff and get ready to upload it. Not enough space. I have, I'm sitting here with a 25 megabyte audio file and I have 24 megabytes available. Plus I need to upload the show graphics. Several times over the past, well, it's happened over the last two years on a number of occasions. I've had this podcast and I'm ready to go with it and I couldn't quite squeeze it in. So I just put it on the shelf and say, well, that'll be the next week. And I'm going to have to record something shorter for this one and then do, do another thing, put it up there and then wait for a week and you know, that kind of thing. It, it just got old. It got old and you know, I was trying not to upgrade because I didn't want the financial commitment of, you know, being, you know, obligated to pay X number of dollars per month just to increase that number. You know, when I started, it didn't even matter. You know, it, I would like to talk to the person who was the first person ever to download and listen to the podcast, you know. That person didn't cost me much of anything, you know, one download. I'm like, well, I got a download <laughs> because the, the basic, you know, sign up thing was $36 a year. And I'm like, well, I could probably find that, you know, digging around for change underneath the seat of the back seat of the car. And so I sprung for that and I've been operating under those constraints for all of these episodes. What are we up to? hundred and this is 114, but there's really 118 or more because of the bonus episodes. And at the first of the month, you know, it's like, wow, I'm free. I'm free. I've got a hundred megabytes and I can, I can talk for as long as I want to. And then by the third week and certainly by the fourth, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to put out a really short episode. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be watching a clock and being cut off. Because if you go back to my very first episodes, I talked about why I did this. I said, I don't want the time constraints that I had with video. Well, they're 
time constraints with audio too. But not if you pay them. You pay them and they lift the constraints. They say you have unlimited data storage space and unlimited downloading bandwidth. Because the same thing was occurring with the downloads too. When I started with episode one, let's say you found the podcast and I, I had, let, let's say there were three episodes available. You could discover it, download the first three and listen to them. But you couldn't download a hundred of them because the hundred didn't exist yet. But today, someone new can come along, find the podcast by hook or crook, hopefully because you told someone about it. They can find the podcast and by the end of the week, they can download every episode, huge amounts of bandwidth. And I want people to do that. But again, I was constrained by the initial $36 a year plan, you know, and we all know bluegrass is, if you know, bluegrass <laughs> as, as far as a, uh, a way to make big bucks. Oh, that's a joke. We, we all know that. Hopefully you know that if you don't know that, you know, <laughs> Uh, take note of it. Uh, bluegrass is not the way to riches, <laughs> clearly. But I was thinking back about, uh, there was a guy named Harry Brown who ran for president. And I want to say this was probably in 1996. Hmm. Harry Brown, he was, a, he was the libertarian candidate for president. Pretty sure it was 96, could have been earlier. I, I don't know. They always put a candidate out there. But Harry Brown, Harry Brown wrote a couple of books. And I read one of, I read two of his books, but one of them I really, really liked a lot. And it had very little to do with politics and, and so on. It was more about, you know, how to, how to manage your life, you might say. And I think it, I think the title, I, I may get this wrong. Oh, what was it called? How to be free in an unfree world. Something like that. This is really genius. Unfortunately, Harry Brown is not around anymore, but his book is still out there. I'm not saying I agree 100% with every single thing that he put in that book, but I agree with a lot of it. And one of the points he made in that book was... There are some things, certain costs that you are going to face that you just cannot avoid, no matter how much you want to avoid them or put them off or delay them. Or at a certain point, if you're going to have to pay, you're going to have to pay. That's the price we pay in the society we live in. And he suggested that just pay it and move on. Put it behind you. Pay the darn thing and move on. If you're going to have to pay, there's no question. It's not like you can figure out, well, maybe I could figure out a way to do this for half of that amount. You know, if you really get down to it and there is a demand upon you financially, you will be paying $300 for XYZ. There is no question. You will pay it. His suggestion was just pay it. Pay it, move on, and forget about it. You know, let's say the IRS sends you a letter and says, you owe us 
Well, you can fight them. You can think, you know, you can go back and forth and contest it and do all these things. But if you got the 600 bucks, maybe you're just smarter to just pay it and move on. Get on with your life. Go back to being free again, you know? Because as soon as you get that receipt in the mail saying paid in full, hey, your life continues. I don't think he was making the case that you should pay for things that are unjust, that are incorrect. I mean, if, if you have an honest-to-God bone to pick with somebody about an issue, you know, it's certainly okay to challenge that. But if it's a fairly small price and you could just pay it and put it behind you, sometimes that's the best thing to do. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how I don't want to pay $14 a month. I don't want to pay $14 a month. And I just kept thinking that over and over. I don't want to pay $14 a month for podcast hosting when I'm giving it all away for free. And, you know, I do get I do get the Grass Talk Radio supporters from time to time. And I thank you guys so much for that. But it, it hasn't quite totaled up to what, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know. Certainly when I consider the time involved in putting these things together and putting it out. And then I think, well, maybe I should just quit. That's just, that's one thing. Well, maybe I should just quit this. I mean, why am I doing this? Why am I, you know? But then people download them. You know, you're listening right now. You're listening. Well, okay. Well, I don't want to stop because you probably want an episode next week, you know? I don't want to disappoint my fans. You know, not. I'm not saying your fans. You probably just bored and it's the only bluegrass content you can find there isn't much out there i'll give you that but i i do try to put some value into this thing and i do try it does take a great amount of time and if i was paid minimum wage you know if i was paid the same amount that i made you know picking up carts at walmart or being a greeter at walmart or something if i was paid that hourly rate for what i've done this would be a massive hole <laughs> throwing money into. So, so long as you consider that my time is completely free and my knowledge is completely free and of no value whatsoever, then it's a 36 bucks a year seems like, you know, fair deal. But I don't look at it that way. I look at it like, well, let's see, refrigerator's bare, the gas tank is empty, you know, I need tires for the lawnmower, and, you know, I got to buy chicken feed. I think of these things, which you probably don't think of, well, you think of them in your own life, but I just got to thinking about what Harry Brown said, and he's like, just pay it and move on. And I thought, well, let's see, $14 a month times 12, get my little calculator out, work it out. I'm like, I'm just going to put it on my card. We'll figure out how to pay it. And I'm hoping that you will pay it back. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I've said this before. I'm not doing this podcast for me other than my, you know, mental health. And, you know, um, I consider it a form of therapy to stand here and talk. It's, it's like the psychiatrist is behind you. They never sit in front of you because if they sit in front of you, not, I've never been to a psychiatrist. Let me make that disclaimer. But I've seen cartoons, you know, like cartoon in the New Yorker of a guy at the psychiatrist. He's laying on the couch and the psychiatrist is always behind him. Always got a pipe, little notebook. Today he would have his iPhone. He'd be checking his Facebook while you're pouring out your, you know, your mental anguish. But the reason they sit behind you is so that 
you can't see them rolling their eyes at every other word you say because that's what they're doing. They're behind you rolling their eyes and they're looking at their watch and they're thinking about how they're going to spend that money that you're fixing to give them. So here's the bottom line. I just sprung for it. Oh, I was talking about my mental health. I mean, you know, it is true. Talking into a microphone does me some therapeutic good. Because when you live down here in the country and when you're a bluegrass musician and most people you talk to don't even know what that is and they don't care. You know, the bluegrassers are few and far between. And to talk to bluegrass people like you and, you know, I feel like you're sort of like my little tribe, my family, you know. Even though I don't see you and I don't know you, in many cases, I do know some of the listeners, I, I'm i talking to you as if, hey, we're just hanging out at a bluegrass festival and we're shooting a breeze about bluegrass. That's what we're doing here. So there is that therapeutic value of being able to talk to your friends about the things you love and care about, bluegrass being one of those things. But anyway, uh, bottom line is this. I was thinking about Harry Brown, pay it and just get on with it, move on, get it behind you, do it and be done with it. You know, quit trying to stretch another month out of those tennis shoes with the hole in the bottom of them. Maybe you just need to go buy a new pair, throw them old ones away. So that's what I did. I upgraded the account and I've already paid it. And so we're good to go for a while here with unlimited bandwidth, unlimited download bandwidth and upload. So just did it, moved on. So what I'm asking you to do is to consider supporting the show. That's all I'm really asking. All right. And by the way, I'm going to do a little, um, the, the system already exists. You can buy one of my products. Even if you don't want it, you can buy something you don't need or want out of my store. Go to bradleylayer.com and stroll around. You'll find it. That's one way. You can become a Grass Talk Radio supporter, and there is a link to how to do that on every episode show notes and on the main show notes page at grasstalkradio.com. It ain't hard to find. I've put it on every single episode. Become a Grass Talk Radio supporter. You can do that, and you, if, if you do that, you will be helping make this continue. All right, enough about that. Now let me get to the topic for the day. That took 14 minutes to get all that off my chest. And I'm going to come back and hit you with a bonus episode explaining, um, you know, some new ideas I have. I got some, I got some ideas. I always have some ideas going. But I thought, I thought today I would just run down. I've been doing a lot of house cleaning. And I talked in the last episode about finishing up projects, tying up loose ends, fixing that mandolin with the hole in the face of it. Which, by the way, that thing is, I, I've raised the pitch another half step and it's sounding really good. That was a good sound of mailing. Fixing the mandola. Changing the strings on my dobro. You know, it's just a whole, things get backlogged and you're like, wow, I should have done that. I haven't done that yet. I spent the entire day yesterday hacking down like weeds and brush and stuff all around the house, around the base of all the trees. And I've got all these little piles that I've raked up that I'm going to load up. When I get done with this today, I'm going to load up and haul back to the burn pile. And I've been doing mowing and mowing and mowing and 
yard work. Hmm, I'm my own yard man. I've been putting that rake, uh, the rake and the scythe. My favorite tool of all is my Austrian scythe. That thing is a... I gave up on weed eaters. When I got that scythe, I'm done with weed eaters. I am never buying another gas-operated weed eater. I've had five or six of them, and they always die, and they, they're always a pain in the rump. I bought an Austrian scythe from the Marug Company in Tennessee, and that thing will be here for my great-grandchildren. And I got the, uh, the peening uh, sharpening system uh, to go with it, a little anvil and the hammer and the peening jig and that kind of stuff. It's a thing of beauty. It has an Austrian uh, blade, and the uh, handle is bent hickory from Tennessee. That is a thing of beauty. I hope Maruga is still out there making them. I haven't checked on them in a few years. I've had this thing about five years. That is one of my favorite tools. We're not talking about the old cast iron, crummy, you know, Sears Roebuck or Montgomery Ward version of the scythe, the American scythe. I'm talking about an Austrian scythe. That thing is a labor-saving device, and it's a thing of joy to use. You want to cut weeds when you have that thing, let me tell you. And it'll lop off a branch or, a you know, like a sprout as big around as your thumb. And it goes through it like literally like a knife through hot butter. So enough about that. Okay, let me get to the topic. I've now burned 17 and a half minutes and I've yet to get to the thing. I'm just going to suggest some things that you can do to, uh, and hopefully this list, I'm not saying do these things. I'm saying let this list suggest things that you need to do. Tie up loose ends. Do a little maintenance. Do fix this. They do, you know. So here they are, just um, in no particular order. Just the order they came out as I was drinking my coffee this morning. Made this little list. Ten things you can do right now to kind of tie up loose ends and you know get your act together and spring cleaning. You might say. Number one, clean your case. Periodically, I do this, and it's never often enough. Take your instrument out. Take everything out of the case. Some of those mysterious objects you're toting around and you're wondering, why? what is this doing in here? Why is this green feather in my case? Business cards from people you don't, you have no clue who this guy is. Always check the back of those business cards, though, because sometimes something important was written on the back. And they grabbed this insurance guy's card and they wrote down, bass player, call me, you know. Clean out your case. Take everything out. Take your instrument out. Get the vacuum cleaner. Clean that sucker out. Maybe put it out on the back porch and let it sit in the sun for a little while, you know. Air that joker out. Clean your case. Maybe even wipe down your instrument and put it all back in neatly. Make sure you have your spare strings and you get your picks and get it all organized. Get your case organized, you know. If your case is a mess, you're a mess. <laughs> of course, mine's always a mess, but I do periodically clean my case. Okay, number two, paint your mic stand bases. You know those cast iron bases on your mic stand that you drag around and they get all rusty and scuffed up and they're ugly? You know what? You can sharpen up your, your appearance at the next gig. Go down to Lowe's, buy your can of flat black paint, get you some masking tape, maybe a little old newspaper, mask off the chrome part, you know, or unscrew the bases, take a little sandpaper, 
knock that rust off, hit them on the wire wheel. You know, it's cast iron. You're not going to hurt this thing. Lay them out there on a piece of cardboard and get your black, flat black paint. Paint them babies. Make them just look jet black again. Let them dry good and put them all back together. Now you're good to go again and you look more presentable. Little things count. It's like shining your shoes. Clean your, the, the, you know, repaint the stands. I have, um, you know, sometimes you, there are plenty of other things that fall along that same theme, especially if you're into dragging a PA around with you. Uh, one great thing to do once, maybe once a year, maybe, maybe every other year, is get you a bucket of soapy water and a sponge and clean all your cables. Try not to get, you know, liquid in the ends, but do you know how nasty those cables get? They're walked on, they're stepped on, they're thrown around, and they're gross. And when you're rolling them up, your hands get black. Clean them. Get some, like, Mr. Clean and a bucket. And clean that rubber, you know? All right, so that's paint your mic stands. Here's one. Go get yourself a new battery for your tuner because the darn thing is going to die at the next jam session. It's going to, the, the display is going to fade and you're not going to have a spare battery. If you go down to Tractor Supply, that's where I get them, they'll sell you a whole card full. It's like 50, 50 button cells for like six bucks or something. Buy you a couple. Go get you a, a battery that you don't need yet and put it in your case. Have that new battery ready for you or for that neighbor who's, oh, my battery died. Here, have a new battery. Next thing, if you have a CD changer in your car, go out there and change the CDs. Take all the CDs out of your car and go to your pile of CDs in the house and pick out some new stuff to listen to. I mean, I know you love that old stuff. That's why it's in there, but You've forgotten about some CDs. There's some people you haven't listened to in a while. Go get that old third time out. Get that Junior Sisk record. Take that Del McCurry that you've, you've burned new grooves in by listening to it 800 times. Put it back on the shelf and get you out of Bill Monroe. You know, find, you know, time to turn it over. Just like in the spring when a pond turns over, you know. Weather starts changing, starts warming up, and all of a sudden the pond's all murky and muddy because it's turning over. So, change out the CDs in your car. Same could go for that iPod and all that stuff you've downloaded on your phone. Maybe just, this brings me to the next one, get some new music. Maybe buy a bluegrass CD. You will do more for the bluegrass community, the the people out there trying to make a buck, trying to make a living by purchasing an album. You know, that single song download and God forbid that let's just listen to it for free on YouTube. You should be ashamed of yourself for that. I could understand you doing it just so that you go, whoa, I love that. Now let me buy it. If you know, come on, you got to pay the fiddler. If, and the best way to do that is to buy the CD direct from the musician. Absolutely, by far, the best way. At a live performance, preferably. With cash. You know, give them the 10 bucks and take the CD. That's the way. You can always turn it into digital stuff, whatever.
go buy a bluegrass CD today. Okay. Next thing on my list, listen to some old music. If you've been like jamming on Mumford and Sons and stuff like that, maybe it's time you went back and got yourself a Ralph Stanley disc or some Bill Monroe or how about the Monroe Brothers? Go get you some old music and listen to it. Makes the new music make a lot more sense than the next one. If you're all wound up in all that old stuff, go buy you some new music. Go buy the newest, most out, go buy a new Mandolin Orange CD or something, you know, or, uh, I mean, there's plenty of new music every day. Just, uh, go to blue, I think bluegrasstoday.com and look, somebody's putting out new music today. Go get you some new music and listen to that. If you've been in the old, old and new, that's what I'm saying. Old and new. Don't neglect the old though. There's a lot of bluegrass pickers that I have never seen Bill Monroe, never will, and never heard him, and probably don't want to. And that's a real shame, since without that man, there wouldn't be bluegrass. Get you a Flat and Scruggs if you're hung up on the whole Flat and Scruggs thing. Listen to Josh play that dobro. You know, it ain't all Rob Ikes and Jerry Douglas. And, 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 trust me, those guys listen to Josh. So you should listen to Josh. That's all I'm saying. Go back to your roots. All right, got three more to go. Sit down today. Instead of checking Facebook, start researching bluegrass festivals. Pick some bluegrass festivals that you want to go to. And go. And talk a friend into going. Talk your family into going. Talk somebody into going with you. Go to a bluegrass festival. It's the lifeblood of this music. Festivals. Two more. Change your strings. They're getting nasty. For you mandolin players, I have that video. You can go to bradleylaird.com slash play the mandolin. Hit the videos link at the top of the page. Look down there for how to change mandolin strings and watch that. Change them strings. God. I mean, I think it's time. Way past time. You know, there's green gunk growing on your strings. Go change them. And remember, when you buy a set of strings, always buy two. Because as soon as you put them on and start playing them, they're going to start getting nasty. So go change your strings. It's like getting a haircut. It's like you just feel better. You're like, wow, hey, honey, thanks for shaving my neck for me. You know, you feel cleaner and you feel better. You trim your beard. Get that old, get them old sausage biscuits out of your beard, you know. Clean up a little bit. Once in a while, it's a good idea to clean up. Changing your strings is part of that process. So go change your strings, even you bass players. Go down to the bank. Get a second mortgage. Get the money to buy yourself a new set of upright bass strings. <laughs> I, I'm still holding out. That's my dream to uh, make enough money off of this podcast to buy me a new set of strings <laughs> for the bass. I, I would wish I could change them once a year. I just can't justify it at this point. All right, last thing, and that's for all you students, all you people who are trying to learn to play, learn to play. I'm learning, I'm learning. Okay, 
here's my tip. Go back to the beginning. Start over. You know, you got Cripple Creek and you just keep pulling the banjo out and playing Cripple Creek over and over. Why don't you go back to the beginning of the book? You know, start over. You're going to go through it very quickly, but I'll bet you, I'll bet you anything, there's some things you missed. Little thing that didn't make sense at the time that will now make sense to you. Go back and play that thumb in and out roll. Go back and read the paragraph about the two, three slide and the D motion of how your second finger moves in a shape of a letter D and go back and redo it. Trust me, it won't hurt your playing. So go back through all your old lesson material. It isn't always about buying the next lesson. Sometimes it's about going back to the first lesson, doing it again. That's it. That's my 10 house cleaning tips and a little bit of pleading that you will support the podcast now that I have taken the Harry Brown influenced uh, leap of faith, uh, the pay it and move on theory. So I, I will have a bonus episode explaining. I've, I've not yet put together my new, my new concocted, my entire new plan, but at least now I'm sitting here looking at the clock and I'm thinking, eh, really doesn't matter. I could talk for another hour and you know, I've paid for that unlimited bandwidth. So, you know, that's going to be good for you and it will certainly be less headaches for me. So anyway, support the show either by telling your friends, by picking up some of my instructional materials, or just becoming the old Grass Talk Radio supporter. And uh, think about those 10 things I told you. And, you know, clean your case, paint your stand, get a new battery, buy a CD. You can re-listen to the list. And y'all have a great day. And if you're not doing anything, if you happen to be down near Sumter County, Georgia, Stop by the house and help me gather up all these sticks and haul all this junk to the burn pile. I'll talk to you later. That great ship was built by men, that is why she could not stand. She couldn't sink, was the cry from...